This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Friday, March 10th, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Veronica Belmont. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNS podcast of indeterminate length, episode number 183. We fly with American Airlines, Google subpoenas, all kinds of other Google news. Europe says Microsoft out of compliance and fighting Roombas all coming up. <laughs> On this episode of Buzz Out Loud. That sounds very ominous. <laughs> I know. Fighting Roombas. Um, are they fighting for the cleanliness of my floor? Because I can totally take that. Oh, I need one so bad. <laughs> we also have a fighting Veronica today. Huh. Yeah, fighting so mad. Veronica got her And not fighting mad at dirt either. Which no. is questionable good news. Yeah, so I got the TiVo finally, which was right. very exciting. Everything's Yay. great, I got right? it around 3 o'clock yesterday, and I'd been waiting and waiting and waiting. And... Um, and I know that I don't have a home phone line, so I was going to have to connect it via the Ethernet. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, oh, well, crap, I don't have a, there's no Ethernet port on the back of the TiVo. Which, which first of all, what? I didn't I know, realize that what? because I'm stuck with a DirecTV TiVo. But why, why would you not for, have an Ethernet port on a networking. device meant to be networked? I know. Shocking. And so I was shocked. I was pretty surprised. Although I guess I should have looked into it a little bit more considering I don't have a phone line or an alternative for hooking it up to the network. But one, it's a reasonable assumption okay. that you made, I yes. think. Okay, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll go on CompUSA and I'll buy a a network adapter, USB to Ethernet adapter. Mm -hmm. And so I went on the TiVo site and I looked at the ones that were compliant and I called up CompUSA and I had one put on hold and I was like, all right, I'll just walk over there. Okay, by this point, it is pouring rain outside. Oh, I know. So I'm I'm like, all right, this is going to be awesome. I can't hold my umbrella because I have to carry the giant TiVo box down the street with me. Oh my gosh. Plus it would have blown away anyway. It was a bad day. It was really windy. 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 It was really windy. So I put my hood up and I'm walking down the street. My hood keeps blowing off. My hair is soaking wet. I get to CompUSA. Which we should say is not TiVo's fault. It's not Tifa's fault. <laughs> it, just, it adds to the story. They did not cause the bad weather. This is just my mindset. We're being at this fair point. here. Or yeah. did they? Or did they? <laughs> get to CompUSA, find the right adapter, get it, then go try to get a cab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, yeah, no. on a rainy day, oh, there is no cab. No. So I almost get hit by I almost get hit by a cab. Finally, again, not Tivo's fault. Not Tivo's fault. I get on the bus. I take the bus <laughs> home. Get it upstairs. The box is soaking wet. Drop it <gasps> a little bit. By bit. the door, because it slipped bit. out of my hands. <laughs> oh, no. Six inches or so. Not really. Not a big deal. <laughs> oh, it, has, it has styrofoam padding. It'll be fine. <laughs> get it Get it hooked up. Get Do everything, whatever. Plug it in. I get the um, welcome machine booting or whatever the initial yeah. screen is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wait. And wait. And wait. Oh. 45 minutes later, <gasps> it has still not booted up. But not told you nothing's working? No, it no, it just it was it just still says, on the welcome I'm on the welcome. It's not saying syntax error. Nope, nothing. Just Aww. welcome. By this point, I'm almost hysterical. I'm almost hysterical, and so I call TiVo, and she's like, "Oh, that's not good." <gasps> and I was like, "Oh my god, are you oh, kidding me?" Oh, this is me? horrible. This will break my heart. And so I was like, "All right." She's like, "Well, why don't we power cycle it?" Which I had already done, but mm-hmm. I decided I'd give it another chance. So I unplugged. Yep. The you always power. have to. Uh, you always have to humor the tech mm-hmm. support people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I did it, and. About a minute and a half into the replugging it in, the next screen comes up. Finally. Oh. Okay. That sits there for another 15 minutes. Oh, boy. Mm. I'm like, all right, we'll try it one more time. But at this point, we're already deciding. She's like, all right, well, you can send this one back. We'll give you free sh- express shipping. Like, I'm really sorry. Tivo's supposed to make you happy. So is there something She's wrong She's telling with me the all box? this. She's telling you this. She's like, Tivo's supposed to make you happy. You shouldn't be this upset about this. Well, that's we'll give you a brand least, new you know, one. Okay. She was nice. a real doll. Like, that's she was, good. She was kind of keeping so me So positive sane. for Tivo there. Positive good. for okay. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So finally, I power cycle again, and it gets through to the welcome screen. Yay! Finally, the real welcome screen. Good, I good, start good. setting everything up, start setting everything up. And then it gets to the Ethernet part where it says, do you want to connect by phone line or by Ethernet? By Ethernet, because that's why you bought the adapter. Because I bought the adapter. So apparently there are two versions of the adapter that I bought, the uh, version one and the version two. No. And it's, it's a, but it, you just didn't read on the box. It says on the box which one you got the oh, wrong one. Oh, yeah, you would think, except it's not marked on the box which version it is. On the box well, so how are you of supposed the to, adapter? Of the adapter. So how oh are you supposed God. to know which one to get? I guess somewhere, someplace, there's a very small icon of like a CD or a DVD on Ugh. on some box. I'm not even really sure which box it's supposed to be on. See, that tells is... you whether or not it's a version one or version two compliant TiVo. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting all verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> I finally look on the adapter and in very in minuscule words on the side, it says version two. The version two is only works with the TiVo beta software. Why would they even what? sell something like that? I don't this know. It's killing me. So clearly I don't have the beta version because yeah. it's not beta anymore, I'm uh-huh. guessing, whatever. So yeah. now I have to go back to CompUSA and fight with them and be like, okay, this is not the right adapter I need. I don't even know if they will know which is the version one adapter of that of that network adapter. Oh, man. Like, so might, I might have to buy a know. different one that's not TiVo compliant. There's one other, the Linksys TX100, I think, is also thumbs up by TiVo. Okay. But who knows if they're going to have it. So that was my... Oh, honey. See, that's just one of those things where, like, no matter how simple the technology is supposed to be, mm-hmm. that's why you still aren't really going to buy it for your mom. Yeah. My your biggest underlying problem, although mom probably has a, a telephone line, right? Yeah. Just to be fair. Yeah. But, but who knows? But then she might plug might it in be and it might not else, start. Right? And, you know, I mean, but just, why would you not have an Ethernet port? I understand not including Wi-Fi in it. That's a little right. bit newer. Why would you not have an Ethernet port on a networked device, mm-hmm. on a device whose big selling point is, hey, it's Series 2 and you can now share everything across your network. Mm-hmm. And then you don't make it network ready? I know. That's insane. That's what I'm talking about. So I made yesterday myself with some, the mediocre yeah. boxes. I made myself some chicken soup and played Warcraft for three hours to make Good myself feel better. Good for you, sweetie. That's <laughs> horrible. Um, moving on to other horrible news. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this story is horrible. I saw it today on O'Reilly Net, I think maybe via Dig, and there was a blog post about it and a prepaid press story. Apparently, AT&T is gouging U.S. soldiers who are trying to call home from Iraq. The story is... <laughs> That they have a mono- they're a monopoly supplier of payphones in PBXs, basically in like military buildings in Iraq. So they install these these phone booths there, and obviously the soldiers want to use them because it's a lot safer than standing out on the street in Iraq <laughs> and making a payphone call. AT and T blocks the eight hundred numbers that you would need to call if you were using a prepaid phone card, and then they charge twenty one cents a minute for the calls. Unbelievable. I know. I mean, I mean actually, sort of no, no like, I take that back. Totally believable. Totally believable. But yeah. And by the way, this is the company that's about to buy inconceivable. Bell South or whoever and become like one of the largest provi- telecom providers in the world. Just want to remind you. Okay. This, this is, is the kind of uh, thing they do. I mean, if you track it back from O'Reilly through another blog, it's the prepaid press who actually apparently has been following this story. For like a year. They uh, broke the story in 2005. But who are they? They're in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a former, okay. it's a former AT&T employee. 
who runs the prepaid press. Maybe an axe to grind. Which is really hard to say. But we can probably assume that what he is reporting is correct. Yeah, I mean, he's he's talked to soldiers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they uh, and so people are trying to track, like, how the charges work. (gasps) Tom. Tom, cell phone just rang. It's not me. Yes, it is. It's in your coat. (laughs) It's not me. He tries to say. It's because it wasn't coming. (laughs) Anyway, the American Legion apparently is now investigating. He just the, threw uh, his phone across I, the room. No, it was a pen. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. We're all a little touchy these I days. Know. Thank oh God it's Friday. <laughs> I'll say. It's this AT&T overcharging our soldiers. In fact, I want to say if there's, any, if there's any soldiers out there uh, who can verify this or, or talk about their experience with it, we'd love to hear from you either yeah. by email or phone. Apparently, well, except if you call, it's going to cost you yeah, 21 cents a minute. Us, so just email, email us. <laughs> but apparently um, that people have it, tried to contact the FCC and the, and the Department of Defense and gotten nowhere. And now the American Legion is launching an investigation. If, Good. if this turns out to be true, I'm, I'm, I, I have kind of no reason to believe that it's not true. But if it indeed turns out to be proven and true, I, I, I can't even... Obviously, yeah, is there, is obviously there, Buzz Off is not strong enough. What is that noise? Is, is there any... Stop it with the phone. It's his cell phone interfering. <laughs> is there any? It is. It's your cell phone. It's your cell phone. Your cell phone is interfering. The plane's with not going to go sound. down. With it, yeah. Is there any reason that care. the uh, <laughs> that this would be a security violation or something? I don't what, know. The, your cell phone <laughs> or AT and T interfering with the sound? Yeah, I think so. No, um, I, I I don't. I can't imagine why. Apparently, some people have suggested that if they were blocking those eight those eight hundred numbers here, that would be illegal because you're not allowed to not let people make 800 calls from public pay phones, but because they're over there, they can. Anyway, it's it's because they have a monopoly and apparently because they're just evil. <laughs> Pure evil. Just hecka evil. They, they well, they, they don't have it in their bylaws that they don't want to be evil like Google does. That's true. Speaking of Google. <laughs> uh, I use this service actually, rightly. Uh, rightly is, is it rightly.com? Well, but it's I use, rightly.blogspot.com. Well, that's their blog, but I think rightly uh, right. is, is, is actually rightly.com. Rightly. Yeah, it is. <clears> and uh, I, I work on a little amateur uh, hobbyist sort of project. That it's a comedy project with a friend of mine, and we use this to collaborate on scripts. Hmm. And it works really well. Because it lets you share documents. So yeah. it, the deal is, <laughs> the story here is that Google bought a web-based word processing program called Rightly, which apparently allows people to share documents and collaborate on those documents, which is actually a very a very cool feature. But mm-hmm. also, oh, Google bought a word processor, did they? Interesting. An online word processor. A web-based mm-hmm. word processor, exactly. Yeah. And is it not true that their interface is very similar to that of Gmail already? Like yeah. the little stars and the... You know, I, it's I got that Web 2.0 sort of look... But so, it looked it looked shockingly similar really? already. I, I never well, noticed on the screenshots that I saw. I think I saw it on um, um, what, Mal right, Kennedy's rightly? site. Mm, I guess it doesn't look unlike Gmail, but I've used it for a while and I never thought about it before. Okay. So right. now that now that you've mentioned it, I can kind of mm-hmm. see it. Rightly wants us to know that they are as passionate as Google is about respecting users' privacy. <laughs> Don't be scared of G Drive and giving us your personal At least in the United States. Yeah. You know, they say, you know, your great American novel is perfectly safe with us. Unless it's beta software, such as Gmail, in which case it could be mysteriously deleted and uh, Google won't do anything to help you get (laughs) it back. What happened to this guy? Apparently, uh, it's a little confusing. So it's just from reading his blog that, that I found the story on Dig, but they've been reading his blog in which he sort of says, like, I tried to go to Gmail one day and all of a sudden... My account was deleted. 
Like he was getting these messages that said it's down. And the next thing it said, you know, your username at gmail.com does not exist. And then it said this account has been deleted. And he's oh going, my God, I had 300 gigs or something or 300 megs, 300 gigs, 300 megs, 300 megs of, of crucial data there. I was using Gmail as my like primary email program. It was just an accident. And it's gone. And it's unclear what happened. But Google basically <laughs> wrote back to him and said, well, we can't figure out what happened. And we can't help you. Oh, I don't know what I would do. I don't either. And that, you know, the dig Commenters are remarkably unsympathetic. Oh, I well, think. that's a surprise. Well, what? yeah. But they're sort of like, well, you're dumb. It's a beta and it's free and Google doesn't have any. Oh, come on. I know. Yeah, it's a beta. But it's, I mean, so many people at this point use that as their primary email address. Well, it's now one this of the is most... the problem with slapping beta on everything, right? It's, it it's, gives take, them a... it's watering yeah. down the meaning of the term because I totally agree on principle. When something's in beta... You should realize, hey, it it may or may not work. This is in beta. The problem is Google has used that so often Mm -hmm. for things that work really well and used it for so long with products that are linked off their front page that you don't get the feeling that it's a beta, even though it's up there. It's, It's like a disclaimer. So I... I, I agree in principle that if something's beta, you you should be warned. But I also understand that Google isn't treating their betas like a beta. No, betas are meaningless at this point. Betas, especially coming from Google, are meaningless at this point. They people... even, even Google employees have said that the whole beta thing is a joke. Mm-hmm. I heard an interview, I forget on which, I think it was on uh, Chris Perillo's podcast, probably six months ago w- with a guy from Google. And he was like, oh, the whole beta thing, it's laughable. You know, yeah. and it's like if they're not even taking it seriously, why should we take it seriously? And why should we not get upset when your service goes wrong? Because the word yeah. beta is actually very valuable <laughs> in warning people whether something is actually reliable or not. And with Google using it with with stuff that is really reliable and has been up for years. Yeah, it's, well, it's a bad idea. It's kind of, it, it, this is kind Stop of a, it. years for years. This is kind of a reality check, I think, for people, because Google absolutely is positioning themselves at the, as the place they want you to come. They want you to come and use all their services and just become part of the big Google happy family. And the same is true of Yahoo and of MSN and Hotmail and any service that is out there and is free and wants you to be part of it. But you need to realize that it's free. And they are not assuming a responsibility for you and your data. They're not. Even though Google is out there saying Gmail is great for storage. Uh-huh. And specifically posit like specifically putting forward this service as a great place to store your data. Mm-hmm. They are also by calling it a beta and by offering it for free, not assuming that responsibility and very clearly saying to this guy, "We're not going to take responsibility. I'm sorry." And well, they don't gone. say it clear enough up front when you sign up. No. That's what's going to happen problem. when G Drive does or does not come out? You know, it'll be it in beta. Out, it'll be in beta. Mm-hmm. What if you have documents on there that are important? Don't store like, anything important on like, it. Like I, until it goes out. I of beta. like Google and I love Gmail. I love Gmail. I love it. Right. But I don't really. Well, if I know this isn't a widespread issue yet, we've heard this from one person that's lost their account. Mm-hmm. If anyone else has heard of anything, let us know. I don't know. Although it's a very common. It makes thing. me nervous. Yeah, and it and this is a very common thing that happens on the web. Where something is free, and it happened a lot during the boom days, where something is free, and you put all your stuff there, like all your photos. Remember that photo service? I can't remember the name of it, but everybody had their photos there. Mm -hmm. And then they went to for pay, and they cut off access. And they said, if you don't pay, we're going to delete your photograph. That's ridiculous. And it's like you you go out there, and you rope in all these users, and you know, yeah, Yes, users should back up their stuff. And yes, users should be smarter than they are. You know damn good and well, <laughs> Google and whatever photo service <laughs> does this and, and MSN and whoever, you know 
that that is not how users behave. And in fact, I think they exploit it in their marketing. And that's why they say that Gmail is great for storage. And Gmail, the email portion may be a beta, but you know what? Google servers aren't in beta. <laughs> they should know how to fix this stuff. It's mm, on no, there. It's I, on. I, I don't know. It's on their servers, though. Yeah, shouldn't it be on their their if, servers if somewhere? Gmail, if Gmail messed up somehow and and deleted it, it may not be the server problem. I, I, that I'm just saying that's that hard to say. Google is a big company that operates a lot of products that work just fine, and Gmail is running on the infrastructure that they've already built that run a lot of products that aren't in beta, like Search. I would think. Yeah, but this is may not just be a server issue. It may be a software issue. Yeah. However, anyway, summary. If you're using something in beta, don't trust it. And two, <laughs> Google, stop putting everything in beta forever. When we come back, we will talk about Google possibly buying Sun Microsystems. We'll talk more about Google and American oh, Airlines, and I'll explain why my phone rang. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Um. Okay, so here's the deal. You guys make me feel horrible by phone ringing, but I rush in here from shooting this morning. I haven't even taken off my coat. All right. I haven't had and coffee. He hasn't gotten lunch That's yet. why my phone rang. Dude, just turn your, off your, your phone. Your phone rang I because I forgot you didn't it was coffee? even in there. Yeah, my phone's on vibrate all the time. Yeah, if mine's it's in too. your pocket. If why is it even on ring? If it's on vibrate, I can't always hear it ring. Well, yeah, because it's on vibrate. Well, no, but I don't even feel it vibrate sometimes. Oh, oh well, then you need a phone. All right, this is not pick on Tom Day. <laughs> I heard those razors don't vibrate. So I rushed know. back here. That's all I'm saying. From, Give me a little slack. <laughs> you rushed to work from work. <laughs> okay. Anyway, even Sun Insiders apparently are speculating that Google will buy them. So there you go. Okay. Moving it's going to happen. Then they'll have some more servers on which to lose your stuff. Which, which insiders? <laughs> um, unnamed. But it sounds like that this guy, blogcritics.org, has had a couple stories speculating that Google was going to buy Sun. And it, he has sort of a stat meter that um, shows IP addresses <laughs> from people who come and comment. And so um, someone apparently from inside Sun, uh, an employee of Sun, posted something called Possibly True, like a comment titled Possibly True. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Meanwhile, American Airlines subpoenaing <laughs> Google. I'm about sick of Google now, but uh, not just Google is, though. YouTube. This too. is over uh, YouTube like. and Google. Google video over a video of American Airlines employees. It was yeah. a training video. It was a training video. It was a training video so, for flight attendants. What's so controversial about that? Um, it was copyright. Yep, it's copyrighted. So they use the DMCA to issue subpoenas and say, give us back our copyrighted material. So first of all, why would you care about a training video? I don't know. I mean, I mean, why well, would you want to put that up on Google Video or YouTube? What, oh, what was the entertainment you value you know what? of doing that? Because it was a flight attendant upside down, I guess. I mean, that's the title of it. Flight really? attendant upside down. Which, well, I would, I would say it would make any airline nervous to have any kind of their videos up on the internet. Actually, but, I think in this case, I side with the airlines a little bit. Yeah. I'm just wondering why, what what possible use anyone else could get I didn't out watch of the video, but um, I guess I should have. No, I think, <laughs> I think I think Veronica, you're right. Airlines should and they and have Tom a little York reason too. to be nervous about that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, on a side note, though, however, um, Brian Cooley was on CNBC yesterday talking about just this issue. <laughs> I know, and um, <laughs> they were running some B-roll of YouTube <laughs> as an example, <laughs> and the B-roll they used were these two guys singing. The Barbie song by Aqua. Yeah. I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> with like their chests painted and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, so Brian Cooley's standing there talking about the DMCA and copyright <laughs> issues and American Airlines. And off to his right hand side, there's a video of these two dudes on YouTube it singing was, Barbie Girl. Yeah, now, did they so just launch funny. YouTube and let whatever was playing yeah. playing? Or did they you know, pick that? Like, this is good B roll. In my habit of watching Google and or YouTube videos to um, waste my hours away when I'm at home, I came across the video and it was on the top, like, <laughs> You know, I think they just clicked on what was ever happening. Yeah. Yeah. They just pulled it up and they clicked on a most popular video. It was brilliant. There's Brian and all his gravitas, and then these two um, yahoos <laughs> dancing. It was awesome. It was hysterical. So, what's all this about Amazon allowing you to download a DVD and burn it? Because it makes sense. Yeah, a movie <laughs> is, and it, burn is it too good to be true? Yeah, know, this thing's really too good, too to, be good true. to be true. We'll see. Yeah, they would if 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 they could pull this deal off. I think they would pretty much instantly become the giant iTunes competitor. Apparently, Amazon.com is in talks with Paramount Pictures, Universal Studios, and Warner Brothers uh, to collaborate on a service that would allow consumers to download movies and TV shows for a fee and burn them onto DVDs. With D- with DRM, yeah, it's got to have we'll DRM, assume. right? But it's still a great service. I mean, that's yeah. kind of until we wean ourselves off of DVDs and just store the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're able to watch it without burning it to DVD as well. That would be kind of dumb if they're like. I would think so. Well, strange. I'm. I, you know, it sounds stupid to even think that, but like stranger can, things have happened. Like you could only burn it. Yeah, the, you can only DRM watch it after that, it was burned. Oh, that would be kind of dumb. Okay, it, I have, I, exactly. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, this is completely kind of unrelated. Can I watch my iTunes videos through my TiVo once I network it? Um, if they are, yeah, if they're on your high drive, yeah, but you might not want to. Well, actually, I don't know if standalone TiVos work that way because we do that through a networked DVD player Mm -hmm. at my house. If anyone knows the hack for that, let me know or if that's possible or impossible. It seems like I have like a Series 2 TiVo. They don't look that bad. Honestly, I've watched... Well, I've, I t- watched, I've watched them from an iPod on yeah. my TV and yeah. I've been okay with it. Mm-hmm. It's not the quality I'm worried about. It's the actual, yeah. you know, tech- physicality of it. If I don't like you can't record them to your TiVo. Okay. I don't think. Right. Well, I'm sure there's a hack way to do it. But there Send is a, me there your is a, hacks, There is a TiVo listeners. iPod integration, is there not? Yeah, there. Uh, hey, yeah, but it's yeah, TiVo yeah. to go. I think it's going oh. the other way. It's oh. getting shows. It goes the other way. It's getting shows, shows from off. your TiVo. Lame. Yeah, as far as I know, you don't go. It doesn't go the other way. But I'm sure there's a hack basically that lets TiVo browse your computer. Okay, let's go right to the Roomba fighting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, because I can't get the blog to to load now. I can. Really? The yes. E-Tech blog. Yeah, yeah. I have it. I got I got nothing over here. Um, awesome blog from. E-Tech, which is the O'Reilly Emerging Technology Conference, which is just like geek nirvana. Where is that? Um, is that here? It was in, No, it's in San Diego. Oh, okay. And uh, they have clips, video clips of Roombas in a Roomba cockfight. <laughs> That's awesome. And it is oh, now like I got it up. Phil Tyrone from Ooh, Make made a remote controlled Roomba. Kind of disturbing, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, that doesn't quite look like fighting. <laughs> So much. <laughs> Moving on. PG-13. Roomba anyway, we, we encourage you to watch this video. <laughs> sort of. Um, moving on. Tom will be away from us. Next yes, week. I'll be gone Monday and Tuesday for sure. I might be able to call in Wednesday. Okay. I think. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be out Monday and Tuesday because on Tuesday I'll be uh, moderating a panel on behind the scenes of designing OS 10 and Windows XP. Actually, like Windows fun. Vista. Uh, with... One of the guys who was the head of the human interface group at Apple. But so far, you haven't told us where you're going to be. South by Southwest in <laughs> Austin. You say that like everyone out there knows I thought that. you said it. Oh, I said Tom's not going to be well, with now, us. Well, now you can. <laughs> He's going to be at South by Southwest Tom's Interactive. Tom's going to be at South by Southwest. Which, I was, I was like getting else. there. Which I've seen a bunch of news stories about today as like 
the new Burning Man for geeks. I know. Yeah, they're expecting a huge crowd at it. South by Southwest, if you don't know, started as a music conference. Uh, A few guys in Austin just wanted to have a music conference for indie bands away from the industry. That has become huge. There's a film conference that uh, Quentin Tarantino and Richard Linklater are are integral with uh, that is also becoming huge. And there's an interactive conference, which apparently is now come into its own this year mm-hmm. uh it kicks off saturday actually in austin texas i like i said will be there tuesday moderating a panel on os 10 versus windows vista design so if you're in the austin area or if you're headed to south by southwest interactive uh come on by it's at 10 o'clock a.m on tuesday in the conference uh hall i'm yeah. so There'll jealous i'm so jealous <laughs> i want to go places uh i'll also be buying boots <clears throat> in <laughs> in voicemail today Somebody who I think maybe is named Stevie Chris from Hatfield has a question for us. Hey, everybody. Uh, buzz out loud. This uh, Stevie Chris from good old Hatfield, Pennsylvania. Yeah, awesome. Um, I was wondering if you guys saw the article on EGM, a.k.a. Electronic Gaming Monthly, in regards to the iGame, the sixth-generation iPod. Apparently got an interview with Apple talking about making that the new iPod. I found it very interesting, and I was curious to know what you guys thought about this. So if you could... Give me some insight because I think I'm going to upgrade my video now. Well, have a good day. Enjoy the show and keep it up. Yeah, that's a hoax. <laughs> and that's the end of that. Really? Yeah. Just a hoax? There's it's it's to a it? total. There's absolutely nothing oh. to it. It's um, it's it has something. Apparently, the magazine often puts out April first Apple jokes because that is also their anniversary, Apple's oh, anniversary. Right. So that's it's just a leaked, probably early edition of the mm. magazine, and it's not. Sorry, I got, guy. I got the um the verification of that off of joystick.com. All right. More calls about iPod. Hey, guys. This is John from Massachusetts. I listen to your guys' podcast just about every day. You guys are great. Um, I'm calling about Molly's comments about waiting for an 8 or 10 gigabyte nano. Um, if you guys come across www.multiarcade.com, it seems like this guy has basically... Basically hacked a four gigabyte nano into an eight gigabyte nano. Um, I'm not sure if it's legit or not, but that you guys might be interested. Keep up the good work. See, that's pretty cool, but I don't really want to hack a nano. I yeah, just, I just want to throw money at it and get one. One's going to come out eventually. Anyway, that's way cool though. I yeah. want, I want to see that in action. I have to. Else. Now I'm kind of waiting for that new SanDisk Sansa thing, the E320. I don't know, but it looks. What about cool. the um the Samsung the Z5? Yeah, that also seems pretty cool. Although, you know, I played with that at CES. Yes, yeah, so and did I. I read the David Pogue review today, and he said what I discuss- what I found too, which is like that pad just doesn't work. <laughs> like you're trying to scroll up and down using it. Is it's that the is a- that the um the vertical touchpad? Is yeah. It- okay. And it, did, uh, 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 uh. I mean, mm. it like I was trying to do a video and I couldn't get it to work, and I was like, oh, this thing is. This cool. is embarrassing. That yeah, it's kind of. I just did not dig that. Next, an anonymous yet pointed question for Molly. Hey, it's I'm Molly Veronica. Not to say you guys are wrong, just to try and find out an explanation. I was wondering why you've repeatedly slammed NBC for pulling their content off other places on the web to place it on the NBC site and try and create that sticky web experience, while at the same time you say that Comedy Central's screwing up by letting their content be other places on the web instead of hosting it on their own site. Why is it okay for one to do it and not the other? All right, bye. Yeah, I'm a complicated person. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of what I was saying is that they should uh, put yeah. their video everywhere, and you disagreed. Well, I think people, right. yes, so I think why. that they should indeed let their stuff. Yeah, it's a okay. Here's the thing: <laughs> I think content providers should let some of their content 
be free on the web as a messenger for them. I think if you're going to sell your content online, that you should not necessarily cannibalize your own profits. Like I see that we got a lot of people calling and saying, you know, you should everybody, everybody resells their product. But Comedy Central isn't even selling it on their own site. And also, I think what I was mostly reacting to is that I think content owners and content creators are giving a lot of power to iTunes and to Google Video at this point, possibly at the expense of their own content. So in a way, it's contradictory views, but it's, you know, I just want to, I, I just want everyone to strike a nice balance. Well, you know, cause I wasn't really paying attention when you guys were talking about that yesterday. <laughs> um, but I do have one thing to say is that it really upsets me that I still can't watch Comedy Central or any other of those stations online with my Mac because oh. I can't watch those videos. So I would like it if they put it on Google Video or put it on iTunes. Yeah. Okay. Personally, but that's my very biased side of view. Plus, I think they Plus should it's put the out between free video and video that you're going to sell. I think they should put out their content in as many venues as possible at whatever price they can get for it, and give a lot of it away to build up interest. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you guys think? <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot. Of uh, we got an email from those boys from Boston who hey, we love so much, Mo and VJ. Um, they want to know about the Google Calendar. Um, is Google trying to compete against my Yahoo or Microsoft here? The calendar looks kind of like Outlook, mm-hmm. and maybe Microsoft Live is scaring them. But the home bi- homepage builder in Google.com slash IG is very my Yahoo-y. Well, I think guys, both. Yeah, they're trying to take down everybody. They want to organize the world's information, after all. That's right. And your calendar is part of the world's information. And presumably then, once they get your all your Word documents, too, in your Great American Novel, they'll, they'll just organize that. They'll just organize every you. thought in your brain. Yes. Isn't that nice of them? And also, VJ apparently has sp- spoken with a reliably honest person working at TiVo, who's testing slash working on the Series 3 TiVo. He couldn't say much except, quote, seriously, the HD TiVo does totally rock. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, the DirecTV HD TV rocks. I don't see why Series 3 wouldn't be even better. Well, hey, guys, make sure it works and has an Ethernet port. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that'd be nice. How about it? What's our last one from Brad here in, tech, in Texas? Or not here in Brad. Texas. Brad from Houston, Texas. Brad. I'm already there, apparently. I know, look at um, you. Regarding the comments about the origami, he has to agree that Microsoft origami seems to be a big disappointment, but disagrees that there isn't a market for an all-in-one replacement for various portable devices. Mm-hmm. He says, everyone I know is looking for a Swiss Army knife-like device that can do it all. We want to free up some pocket and man bag space <laughs> by not having to carry purse. a GPS, MP3 player, cell phone, e-reader, PDA, video player, and every other type of portable device. All so right. that's one vote. If you want to keep abreast of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com. They've got great news and great podcasts. It's updated all times every day. You can also subscribe to the Buzz Out Loud newsletter. If you'd like to have the links to the articles we talk about here, just go to podcast.cnet.com and look for the word newsletter. Click on it and you can subscribe. Email us, buzz at cnet.com. Give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET or post in our forums, forums.cnet.com. What do you look for? The Buzz Out Loud lounge, of oh, course. Yeah. That's right. The lounge. See you there. Bye. 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 Bye.